cliffcentral.com officials of international soccer's governing body known as FIFA are under arrest. And when have we bribed? You know, what's our price? Uh, but bribes is like a ghost. It's untouchable. you never find it. The U.S. Justice Department accuses them of corruption and bribe-taking involving tens of millions of dollars. We wish to reiterate this key thrust of our statement and confirm that we will stand by what we said in this statement. Number one, was it wrong? Did we have a choice? Number two, who did we harm? And number three, you as an individual. What's your price? We again issued another statement on the 30th of May. 2010 happened again. Just imagine those... I'm bribing. I'm bribing. (laughs) I had a good time at the World Cup. Corruption totaling $150 million. Well, the rules have changed. Various forms of fraud and bribery. Scheming to buy votes in FIFA's 2010 presidential election. Now bribes just a way of the world now, and we just have to live with it. Getting kickbacks for sponsorship rights, for television rights. I, I, I did. I had a good time at the World Cup, and I'll, I, I'll bribe again. The U.S. indictment charges the men with racketeering, wire fraud, and money laundering conspiracies in a 24-year scheme to enrich themselves. To put that in perspective, this FIFA corruption started Jennifer Lawrence ago. Is it even a crime when everybody's doing it? Because what is a crime? We have therefore not deviated nor contradicted ourselves in any of our statements and positions. Are you are you going to stick to the old rules at the risk of uh, being uncompetitive, totally uncompetitive? This really is the World Cup of fraud, and today we are issuing FIFA a red card. That the government of the Republic of South Africa has not bribed anyone. And then when this happens... We're very hypocritical. Yeah, we love oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, How could true. they pay a bribe? Yo. Time. Uh, uh, there was a time this when... This is an interesting there was conversation. A, there was a t- <laughs> <laughs> this Wednesday at 9am on Cliff Central. We ask the bribe. Did we have a choice? Did we have a choice? Is this a bribe worth paying? We're not dealing with gangsters, we're dealing with people. The fact that later they attempt gangsters is not our problem because we did not know that, hey, there are crooks all over the place or whatever that is the case. Sanbona Noke, wow, there you go, there it is. Uh, the bribe show, just as we said, an intro to what has been going on in the last two weeks of absolute craziness uh, around the world. This is an around-the-world issue, and South Africa seems to find itself right in the middle. My name is uh, Andrew Levy, and uh, my co-host here is being very quiet. He's loving what I was saying, huh? Yeah, look, <laughs> I love your honesty, Andrew Levy. I, I really do. Hi, I'm... I'm Rory Shabalala. Welcome to the Konza Show. It is Wednesday and we're speaking about the bribe. Uh, a, a bribe worth paying, Andrew Levy. Oh, yeah. Do you, Without you know, doubt. Yeah, the, the, every now and then we're confronted with bribes worth paying and, uh, it looks like that 10 million, that 10 million dollars for you at least, you, you, you say you would actually pay. <laughs> You would pay that bribe again. Yeah, it's it's very easy to to stand back and and start.
start pointing fingers and uh, we want to hear your finger pointing on WeChat. You just go to cliffcentral.com and let us know. Twitter as well, Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y or Rory Shabalala. Uh, let us know your thoughts on when it's okay to bribe. We've got uh, Neil Collins in studio as well. Uh, he is very, very famous uh, on Twitter. Dude, he's and, like Twitter verified. Oh my goodness, he's Twitter <laughs> he's verified. Like, <laughs> but, um, but, but Rory, it's very easy to point fingers, right? But you've forgotten what it was like in the World Cup, didn't you? You've forgotten that feeling, haven't you? Yeah, you I know. must. I must say, it's been it's been a while, man. All right, let me let me just remind you of what that feeling was. Let me just remind you Ish, why I would bribe again. Here that's, we go. That's song. Are you ready, Roy? Ish, that's song. Let's go down memory lane here. Is the cradle of humanity. So we welcome you home. It's unbelievable. I, I'm dreaming, man. I'm dreaming. Wake me up. Wake me up. Oh, what a lovely dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. One victory over Italy, our reigning world champions, full of confidence for this. This match progresses, South Africa will know they continue to frustrate the Mexicans. Also, here is Bielsa, for the opening goal of the 23rd You see, it's very you easy know my to favorite forget, part. Eh? You know my favorite part. Shabalala! That's because it's your surname. Oh, you thought it was you that Oh, my goodness. It's already started on Twitter and WeChat. Yolo says, I'm getting chills just listening to that music. Yeah, we forget. We forget and we have forgotten about uh, what it was like at the World Cup and uh, what it took to get the World Cup here. Uh, remember that we actually, uh, we bid for the, the previous World Cup against Germany. We lost that one. She's Dempsey. And, uh, people said it's time to make a change, time to make a count. And I suppose that's what we did. We were joined in studio by, uh, soccer analyst, political analyst, your political analyst, you know, not so, not so good there. Dodgy a little bit. We'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> but, um, but, um, uh, Neil Collins is in studio with us. 
Of course, you might have heard him uh, on uh, Gareth Cliff show on Monday talking all PSL football. But we've got him in here just to explain a little bit of what's going on here. And he brought uh, how many pages, Neil? 160 pages. Hun- yeah, 160. If you include the dodgy bits on the end, then it's probably 166. The addendums. Yeah, addendums and the true bill <laughs> sponsored by Kelly Curry, acting United States Attorney, Eastern General... 160. Just flip through that so that 160 it's real. real pages, real. and then it's here. Right, I'll give it a give it a thud. It's put it there. Put, All right, we'll put that on. There, there's the thud. There's, there's the go. thud. There we at the go. FIFA indictment landing. Uh, Andrew, I have to say, Rory, I have to say, this landed three weeks ago. My missus is a top lawyer. She she downloaded it all for me. That's what she does. And um, I was able to say to Fakila and Balula on several different stations at the time uh, that I have this with me. I, let me talk you through it. It's not a matter of allegations. It's a matter of a paper trail. Mm. This is not allegations. You don't even indict, you don't uh, extradite people from countries and arrest them in Lausanne in Switzerland in their five-star hotel if you uh, don't without know based based on very, very convincing mm. information, much like our match-fixing. Everyone mm. talks about match-fixing allegations. Those aren't. Those are match-fixing reports that we need to respond to. This is the bribery report we need to respond to. And if Fakila Mbaluda had taken the trouble to read it, um, he might have found before his first press conference. Remember, Rory, what was that on the, about the about the Thursday, just before yeah. the elections? He came out and said, "No, the this is a Hollywood movie." Categorically deny that our country and government have bribed anyone to secure the rights for the 2010 FIFA World Cup. We still need the United States authorities to share with us the basis of their allegations. So, so there you have it. I could have shared the basis of the allegations with him that day. Well, your Instead, missus printed it for you. I mean, you could have yeah. It listen, for I'm not taking well. the credit here. My <laughs> missus did this. She came back beaming with this huge Bible. Is oh, what it is. Yeah. And 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 before. You know, the next morning, I think I was on uh, ETV Sunrise, you might remember that's channel, Um, and and, and said openly, you know, mate, look, I've got it here. Before the set blatter vote, this was, and I'm on with Neo and all our mates, and I'm saying, look, mate, here it is. I said so on TV with um, Faith, I think it was, and and then he tweeted... um, you're, I'm still looking for your brain. Are you on Niopi? Alright, so before we get into Neil's comments about FIFA, let's just uh, bring you all in here. We are talking about the bribe. Not about FIFA. We know about that. We're going to give you a little introduction. Neil's going to talk about it, but we're going to talk more generally a little later on about bribes and when we should be paying them and when we shouldn't be. I mean, everyone points fingers at uh, Danny Jordan, at uh, the South African government, uh, Uli Fant and, and friends. But actually, would you have taken it back? Would you have... If you knew the information now, that you know now back then, would you have stood up and said that uh, bribes must fall, deny everything, the hashtag? Um, Sonia says if uh, if um, if bribery is the only thing that means, means to an end and FIFA don't even look at your World Cup unless you show an inclination to give a bribe, then uh, they don't need to even to look at you. And I, I think that's right. Like, we're working within a system here. Would you have changed anything? Would you have stood up as a South African and gone, no, no to bribery, we can get it another way? Or would you have turned the other eye or turned the cheek? What is a turn a cheek, eh? <coughs> yeah, and well, no, uh, turn, turn the eye. Here we're talking, we're not turn talking. Turn the eyes, yeah. Talking, you, you would have turned the, 
I, I don't know, man. Look the other way. That's it. You see, I'm not English. That's the problem. Look the other way and uh, and let the bribe go through. So uh, that's what we're speaking about today. Of course, we want your comments as well. Join us on Twitter, on WeChat, uh, on Facebook as well. Uh, go to cliffcentral.com or hit us up at yebo underscore L-E-V-Y or at Rory Shabalala. Rory Shabalala, T-S-H-A-B-A-L-A-L-A. And our guest in studio is Neil Collins at Neil, N-E-A-L, the weird spelling, C-O-L. Neil Cole, you can find him on Twitter and uh, let the games begin. Rory, your thoughts? Neil, I mean, look, I think we, we, we get carried away and so on. Before we get carried away, Neil, just just explain this, because you've been tracking this this FIFA corruption thing for quite a while, right? It's not something new for you. Uh, tell us about this FIFA mafia body and the don that is what, what you call septic blatter. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> and, of course, septic blatter wasn't the first. Before him, Joe Havalange, the Brazilian, did much the same. When Argentina got the first time I was alerted to it, 1978, the, the Argentine. World Cup, um, they had a military junta in charge of Argentina that was killing people quite merrily, and yet FIFA still decided to give them the World Cup. They had to beat Peru 6-0 to progress, and they and they did beat them 6-0, a good Peru side. So that's just a taste of, of, of how all this started, uh, complete corruption, uh, both on and off the field. Um, so then we, we come all the way through in 98. There were lots of rumours. I went to France, 98. South Africa were there. I saw all the lads. You know, I saw uh, Clavi Barker was around on the plane once. My old mates and, and really loved that World Cup. But again, there was a lot of dodginess went on in the bidding for it because the British, the English also wanted it. And, and through every World Cup bid, if you were a Brit- British journalist, which I was, I'd left South Africa, gone to Britain, and uh, we saw a lot of that stuff going on. So now, can I just make the point, as I keep making throughout this al- these allegations, only six pages of the 160 that we talk about are actually devoted to South African World Cup bribery or, or corruption. Uh, Rory, it's important that we make that point. Hmm. People aren't having a go at South Africa. People are having a go at FIFA, yeah, FIFA and its yeah. practices. And in the same way... You know, when you go through this, mostly it's the South Americans getting hit, the North Americans conquer CAF. And Sepp Blatter's always been a great fan of the USA being involved. He's now trying to get India with its massive eight oh, yeah. million billion people that watch cricket. Let's get them to watch football. You've got the Chinese mm. thing. And then obviously Sepp wanted to get Africa involved. And to his credit, he did. And we come back to your point. We lost that bid for the 2006 World Cup to Germany by a single abstention Dempsey, from Charles Dempsey. Yeah. That I Where was Dempsey from again? New Zealand. New Zealand. I still right, think yeah. it was an old man. His daughter ran the New Zealand Football Association as the kind of secretary, and he was the chairman. That's how big it was then. New Zealand had come a long way since then in football. I asked Jeremy Brocky of Supersport, and mm. and mm. I think the bloke actually didn't get paid to abstain. I think he just had a kind of a <laughs> brains <laughs> fart. Uh, the technical term. I don't know. Which, which way should I go? Yeah, uh, which way should mate. I go? Yeah, right. I got my sheep <laughs> to look after. <laughs> <laughs> so he he just abstained. He just bloody abstained, just and we lost five votes. Like then Danny O'Don, with Irving Koza biting his ankles here, as the oh, chairman of the bid his committee, man came in at twenty minutes. I'm surprised it took Sorry, this guys, long. I'm surprised it took this long. They, they, they must have looked at that and said, "Well, how did we not get that World Cup? Everyone wanted us to get it." Next World Cup, Sepp says, "Right, every three tournaments we're going to go to Africa." That's been scrapped now, by the way. I don't think it'll ever come back to Africa in our lifetime. I hope it does. <laughs> really? But the point being. That then Danny was under enormous pressure uh, from Irving Koza, from the South African government and from FIFA, from Sepp Blatter himself and Jerome Falker to bring the World Cup here. When you suddenly find out, and this is the cracker, Rory, I love this story, that when you suddenly find out that your four CAF executives on the exec committee 
including Ismail Bamji, whose brother used to run football in this country, yeah. Abdul, and Issa Hayato, you know, who'd run against Sepp Blatter. They're voting for Morocco. Now, I'm sorry, guys. I'm mostly British, but I have a great big South African bit of me. And I just feel like Morocco wasn't really – I'm happy for, for Morocco. But look what they did to the last AFCON. They wouldn't run it because of Ebola. And yet they had the World Club Championship there. Mm. I think if you won an African World Cup, you don't vote for Morocco. Yet all the African delegates did. Okay, but let's talk about that for a second because that, that has always perplexed me. Why? Why it, did they vote for Morocco? Like, I don't understand. Okay. Like, okay. How badly do we treat our African brothers and sisters in soccer terms that they think that they'd rather vote for Morocco than South Africa? Oh, there was a brilliant piece by one of the Ghanaian football journalists saying that it's, it's about jealousy and it's about envy of our infrastructure and the way that we would have been able to hold a World Cup. Even if we hadn't built all these World Cup stadiums, we still had all the massive rugby stadiums that the old apartheid government paid for. We had Ellis Park, we had Loftus, we had Newlands, we had uh, Kings Park in Durban. We could have hosted a World Cup without any expenditure at all. Like we could have almost host an Olympics with minor expenditure yeah. if we went the cheap route. Mm. And that's, I think they were jealous of that. So Morocco then bid, Egypt bid and got no votes. And uh, Libya eventually joined with Tunisia and they pulled out. They, they, they were banned. They couldn't have a joint bid. South Africa were always going to be I wonder why the host. Well, Libya. okay, well, hold on, I've got it here. No, <laughs> Libya at the time were all right. I, at that time, I was friends with Gaddafi, and Gaddafi was getting money Jesus, from the United sure States. He flew friends. me, he flew me here, oh, first God. class, with his new airline, Afrika which later crashed. Um, and and uh, he, he was getting lots of money from the Americans. He was getting on with the Americans, and he, he was confident. But he never made it. He, he never got close to it in the end. So South Africa against Morocco, I can tell you why the four why the four CAF delegates voted because they each got a million dollar bribe from Morocco. In fact, Jack Warner got a million dollar bribe from Morocco that he had to pay back when we gave him the ten, the, the, the ten million dollars he got. Sorry guys, this isn't all here for me. Um, I'm just going to go for that and uh, yeah, thanks very much for your bribe but just not big enough. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. No, so, no. And, and you obviously don't give you don't give the bribe back if you if you don't go with them. So in fact, you're pocketing bribes from all of the different countries. He asked Egypt for seven uh, million dollars. Yeah. They refused. It's been the sports minister and the next president were quoted this week about it. Um, and, and they said they were asked for seven million. They said no. They got how many votes in 2004? None. Because <laughs> Egypt didn't play the game. Wow. South Africa had to play the game. Jack Warner had taken a million off Morocco. He had to pay it back from the 10 million we gave him. It's a hiato as well. L- let me just uh, put your Jack Warner into the picture here. Have a listen. South Africa didn't give me any $10 billion bribe. Didn't give me any bribe. Brother didn't give me any bribe. And a guy today, Mark Basson, asked him some foolish questions. Right? I said, not tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. Because the other day, they were rushed to print because each media wants to win the other. Thanks, Jack Warner. That was great. So, I mean, that's half his problem is he can't be understood. I think that's the issue. He actually didn't wasn't talking about a bribe at all. He just wanted a coke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Jack, the Jack that I knew that we spoke to a few times early two thousands. When we realised that small countries were being used, Trinidad and Tobago isn't a great footballing power. I'm sorry, Botswana, Ishmael Bamji isn't a great mm. footballing power. But what Sep realised is that if you go to those guys. Then they have it. That um, Trinidad and Tobago's vote is exactly the same size as Brazil's vote. Botswana's mm. vote is exactly the same size as South Africa's vote. Yeah. So. In the big FIFA Congress, yeah. when it comes to execs, they then started promoting little guys into the exec because they would go with Blatter and not with UFA and the mm. European power base. Mm. And as as a, a, a mostly British journalist, I said on CNN yesterday. 
there is a terrible bias when you live in Europe and you think that you're the best uh, footballing power in the world. And it's been great for me to watch England, English football lampooned by South Africans on Twitter because, yeah, they're the same as South Africa. We never really get anywhere. We think we've got a great league, but actually it's not that good. We don't do very well in the Continental Champions League. And it's what, great. Four, 14 goals yeah. uh, get you the boot? Four, 14 or 15 goals, or was it? Absolutely. Well, Hold on, explain. For, for the, for the golden boots in the PSL? Yeah, oh, in this country. Yeah, um, yeah. It was 14 this year, yeah. it was 10 last year, but Kermit Erasmus has now got 16 in all competitions. I predicted 17. He could still get another one, couldn't he, in the CCC? But that's, yeah. it's the golden boot normally is just league scorers. Last year was 10, this year 14. Um, yeah, so you're right. The, 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 and in England, what is it, 2023? 20, all I'm saying is there are d- distinct parallels between European football and African football, and European people tend to be arrogant about it. They do. Neil, so you you went on to international TV and you just made a mockery of our country. You said that uh, we love corruption in this country. We do. I, I said um, that on Sky. Is this is this just a South African thing, or is this just a general thing that uh, corruption exists? Why is it? So I'll, I'll give you something. I was doing research for the show. We I just typed in denies bribe into YouTube. Yeah. The first three pages. I didn't even want to go on. The first three pages had videos from. Well, first was South Africa. We just see all of these videos of Figile uh, denying, and then you see some Indian, some Indian videos in Nigeria, mm. and then every now and then you get a smidgen from you know New Zealand. You get one from um, Bernie Bernie Ec- Bernie Eccleston. Yeah, there's, there's a bribe. Yeah. So, oh, so, there's, so there's a bribe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so so why 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 is it made to look as if this is an African or developing world problem when it seems everybody's doing it? <coughs> it's it's it's, it's the, the first point I need to make, and I've made this on several different platforms, sport is open to uh, failed politicians who realise there's so much money swilling around in sport, there's so little in the way of administration, expert administration around. <clears throat> Ex-players come in and, and, and they're not very good at it. So Bernie Eccleston is a classic in Formula One, the way he's moved Formula One to all the countries that will pay him to host. A f- in the old days, he would have to pay the, to pay, the yeah. tracks. Yeah. Karl Army was one. The mm. South African track. Now you have to pay him to hold a Grand Prix. That's brilliant, Bernie Eccleston. Well done. You're an ex, uh, a fisherman's son from, from the east coast of England and you used to be a motorbike mechanic. You're now a multi-billionaire and you marry six foot tall Croatian beauties. Okay. Bernie's one. Don King's another in boxing, uh, Primo Nebbiola and, uh, uh Samaranch, uh, Olympics and athletics. It's all been done before and Blatter is just typical of that. Why I said to Sky, we, we love corruption in this country is because we love to, uh, create the story. The Encandler story had just died by then, hadn't it? <clears throat> mm. And uh, if you looked on all the websites all over the world, they were lampooning the idea of someone building a swimming pool and then using it as a fire extinguisher. <laughs> we love to both um, um, knock down corruption and deny corruption. And on this particular instance, I felt very strongly that we should have come out straight away and said, yeah, well, no, we did give them $10 million. Imagine the very first response from Fikila and Balula had been a measured, calm response from a sports minister with a jacket and tie standing there and saying, no, we did give $10 million to Jack Warner. Uh, we did it for the Africa diaspora. We, we feel that we wanted from the first ever Africa World Cup to provide some money for this, the sons of slaves, effectively, mm. in the Caribbean to play football, to have football strips, to have football. We did our best. Unfortunately, that money has been misused by Jack Warner. We can't take responsibility for that. If Fikili and Baluda had said that right from the, the off, story would have died. I think mm. 
Well, if, if it well, we hadn't died, better. Yeah, we I would have been, obviously, being the arsehole I am, I would have then gone into it and said, but hold on, <laughs> we should have we should have gone bigger and we should have said, and we should have said that, that we should have checked where the money went, but at least then we would only have been seen as incompetent rather than corrupt. Well, you see, the thing about this is, and, and I, I actually applaud our media here in South Africa because the reason I think you're seeing so many bribe uh, you know things on YouTube is because our media is onto it they're actually a free media they're allowed to say what they want and they do their damn jobs you know like we, we look in, in, in Europe and America there's tons of bribery going on I mean there's Siemens two billion dollars that's a page of competitions act we've got Samsung paying we've got I for Apple are paying money they're all bribing and no one knows anything about it and our media are doing a good job to get it out there and they're not taking Fakile's it's a ghost uh, space and they're saying you know what let's get the real story and let's get the facts but so what so what so so yes they, they report it doesn't change anything I mean for Pete's sake uh, Andrew you said that you would pay the bribe right and, and, and we had fun who got harmed in the process? So why does the media have to jump on this? Well, who got harmed in the process is, is South African grassroots footballers. Um, if that $10 million had been stuck with the FIFA Legacy Fund, I would hope that Danny O'Donnell would have spent it on some of the pitches I see in Mamelodi and Trichville every week. But we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have gotten the World Cup and the Legacy Fund. True, true. So that's why, that's why this bribe, this... And I, I think I, I tweeted this right before the show. In the actual indictment, it doesn't use the word bribe. It uses the word uh, payment or deposit mm. and also the word uh, suitcase or briefcase a couple of times. There's no mention <laughs> of bribe. So the Australians came out yesterday. Rory, try this one. The Australian guy came out yesterday and said, yes, we gave them 500000 to help build a pitch to to help them warm to us as a World Cup host nation. Uh, we made a mistake. Again, Australia definitely gave Jack Warner a bribe of half yeah. a million. And not 10 million like we did. And, and, and they got knocked back. And he actually apologized to them, Jack Warner, afterwards. Really? Like pay the money letter, back. He apologized. A letter of apology. So here's the second argument. After Fakila and Balula's done his calm, rational thing, he then says, we would like our money back from CONCACAF, from the Caribbean Football Union, um, which is a subsidiary of CONCACAF. Jack, you had complete control over those accounts, as per Malifi Oliphant's letter. All we're saying is, could we please have our $10 million back? We've got a lot of pictures in this country and perhaps in Lesotho, Swaziland, Botswana, some of our neighbours, Namibia, who just won the CONCACAF. We'd like to spend the money properly. Mm. That would have given us some kind of moral leverage to, to say, oh, come on, we, we're not guilty. We, we gave the money to Jack in good faith. And and then the BBC had this brilliant piece two days ago, listing, mm. and actually had a picture of his bank account, credit card payment, $81,000. Yeah. Um, repaying loan, repaying loan $410,000. That's Jack A store Warner. chain uh, that he paid some money to as well. I wish I could show you, and it's not just <clears throat> Jack. There are probably 18 people I could name you off the top of my head now from small um, FIFA countries, some of them don't really uh, – the one in Montserrat, for instance, doesn't have a football team. They had a volcanic eruption, lots of dust. Uh, Montserrat's this little tiny island. Um, they have a, the same vote as, as England or South Africa on FIFA when it comes to voting for the president. You're 209 nations. Um, but you know, there's places like that where, obviously, the, the delegate for FIFA flies around in first class and stays in five-star hotels while his entire nation mm. barely has a football team. Barely has 13 footballs and, and a kit for their players. So that, that's where, that's what FIFA is. That's what Danny Yodan was dealing with. That's why, uh, in this particular case, the corruption was almost encouraged. And, and Dan, what, what choice, as I said on CNN yesterday, what choice did Danny Yodan have? And Rory, this is your point. It brought us great 
uh, fun. It brought us great uh, leverage in the world. It gave us a, a, a shop window, all the stuff we've just been talking about. So ultimately, I thought Danny O'Don did the right thing. I'm interested in who else was involved in the decision and why they aren't being brought into the discussion. All right. If you've just joined us on cliffcentral.com, welcome to the show. It is heated. It is hot. It's exciting. We're speaking about the bribe. Did we have a choice? Uh, Neil Collins is our guest in studio. Um, I'm saying that if I had to do it over again, I would. What are your thoughts on WeChat? Let us know if you would have uh, changed your opinion. Uh, if you would have changed the bribe, uh, if it was you in charge, uh, on Twitter as well, at Rory Shabalala and Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y. We want to hear from you. Tell us your thoughts about bribing. Do you think it's okay? Um, Neil, the interesting thing for me, just talking a little bit, uh, Rory, as well, about the this bribing, there was a number of bribes going on to a, the non-losing uh, bid for, for Africa, which was Morocco. Where's that money gone? Those guys are just sailing away. The four CAF officials who, who received the $1 million, they're keeping very quiet right now because they know that their one, their dollar accounts are about to get, uh, taken over as well. No, I can't, I can't vouch for the, the, the Issa Hayato and bribe myself, but Andrew Jennings has video evidence of, of Issa Hayato taking bribes at various points. And the allegation is that he took the one million from Morocco, just like Jack Warner did. Jack at least paid it back. They lost the bid. Then what happens to that money? You're right. Mm. What would you do with a bribe that didn't work? Jeez. What do you do with that? Well, Neil, maybe that that leads me to the question that what would you pay ten million dollars for? Uh, I mean, we can we can sit here and judge people who were just faced with not having a choice. What, what do you think you would pay ten million dollar bribe for? Um, uh, given the profit levels of the World Cup. Um, I would probably pay a bribe for that. But before we can really say was $10 million the right level, I'd quite like to know what Danny O'Don, Irving Koza and other people got paid by FIFA after the World Cup. Because mm. the guy that ran the Brazilian World Cup last year, he got millions. Well, Danny's got bets. five houses, doesn't yeah. he? I, I haven't got – well, that's the problem. No, that's – <laughs> you What's see, the I got now? there. The coincidence of Danny O'Don being ripped out of South for presidency and forced to go and run the Nelson Mandela Bay constituency is is rich because then that also it almost gives him an excuse not to speak to us now because he, yeah, I'm trying I'm to busy, say. Yeah. I do know that they got people out their hospital beds to vote for Danny on that Thursday before the Set Blatter vote. I was then told by Dominic Jim Harvey I, and my wife was there. I phoned and I said, "Who's voting for us today on the Friday?" Oh, Danny's there. Danny's got the flight to Zurich. Mm. Thanks, Dom. And Dominic's a good man. Mm. He never lies. Mm. Dominic is a great bloke. He's yeah. the, well, the one Safa bloke I can go to. He doesn't block me. He doesn't tell me I'm a, a, a British uh, senile umlungu. <laughs> On and, Yalpe. And he took me to Tanzania with the Amajimbos. I love the under-17s. So there's Dominic telling me, yeah, Danny's flown out to Zurich. And then Irving Koza goes up and votes for Sepp Blatter. Danny is at home now, we're told. He originally said it was cost-cutting, didn't he? Mm. And and so I, I, Danny phones me. But I was at Durban Airport by chance in, in the airport lounge. There's people sitting around. And I'm trying to speak quietly. And Danny says, Neil, I'd, I was never paid by SAFA. Um, never, never paid a penny. And I've got five houses. They're all paid off. I've got two cars paid off. My wife works by some works. I don't need money from SAFA. At which point I then mentioned to him an 80,000 rand honorarium he got last year, and he admitted to that. Hmm. 80,000 rand isn't There's a lot, I suppose, else, for yeah. that kind of job. It's more than I get. But um, <laughs> the, the point being that... <laughs> yeah, the, right. You're the, in the wrong <laughs> thing there. But can you now? see how this whole... It's almost yeah. like a conspiracy against Danny O'Don, because now Danny stands up there to be hammered. We need to know, how much did Danny O'Don, Irving Koza, and, and, and anyone else, uh, those are the two I know got paid. I think Tokyo Sequali got something, but... 
Can't be this, sure. This really feels like a soapy in the making, eh? I mean, we should we should do that, right? I mean, this is the new bold and the beautiful, I think, eh? <laughs> Andrew, All right, what, okay, what, what, okay, what I'm sorry, know, I had to go on that, I had to go on that. What we know about the bold and the beautiful has been going on forever, um, well, but just a lot hopefully, of hopefully this thing comes to an end. So how do you see, what's the end game, Neil, what, what happens? Uh, the end game is that Michel Platini takes over, he, he agrees to only stand for one term, um, he roots out the, the members of the executive that are, that are from small countries that... It sounds a bit rude, that, because it shouldn't be that a small country has less power than a big country. Mm. Democracy is one man, one vote, isn't it? But just roots out the kind of people that we're talking about. Some of them have gone. I mean, Bamji in Botswana has gone. Having been having told South Africa he voted for them, I, I've got the full list of who voted for what, although it was a secret ballot. And then Bamji comes out with a story over the weekend saying that Morocco actually won the vote mm, um, by then, two. Yeah. It was videos of him five years ago. I think that's all bollocks. I, I think... That uh, if we can root out those kind of people, um, then Platini stands down for someone like Van Prague, the Dutchman, who hasn't got such a name and a face. But by then, FIFA's being in reform, and Van Prague is a quiet and very accomplished administrator whose father also ran Dutch football. Then perhaps we're in a situation where, like the IOC, like the Olympic Committee, which was absolutely awash a with bribes uh, 20 years ago, we can gradually get to a situation where, like the IOC, we make rational decisions about who bids and who gets the big events. And we can we can stop all the suspicion. That, that would be my hope. All right. Listen, I want to take it a little bit off, off soccer, you know, because uh, the name dropping that you did in the last 10 minutes, Neil, it's very <laughs> difficult to follow if you don't know football intimately. But I think the, the, the bigger question for me is this bribing scenario has got a lot of people pointing fingers, right? There are a lot of people saying, this is wrong, Danny must rot, Safa, blah, 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 Fakila's lying, and blah, blah, blah. and we love Fakila's uh, sound bites. But at the end of the day, like, when are those moments, and, and I want to put it to you guys, that, that you would bribe? And when have you bribed? Um, because it's very easy to say, now I've got a clean sheet, but uh, like most goalkeepers know, that's not the case, right? Um, so, you know, what is the decision in your in your minds about bribing to bribe or not to bribe? That is the question. It's a tough one, eh? Uh, because it's easy to sit in the comfort of a studio and say, "I will never bribe," right? And then you get stopped um, by the metro cops and on your cell phone. Th- that's even fine, you know. I can take five hundred. S- I can I can take I can take I can take a five hundred hit for being on my cell phone. Okay. That 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 I can. So almost, you wouldn't bribe for that? No, no, no. That that I can almost tolerate, right? And that. Here's the problem. You're rushing for a meeting and they have one of those, uh, th- those, those roadblocks where, uh, we're checking, we're checking ones, for yeah. tickets, um, and, uh, you know, you have to pay on the spot. You're gonna have to come with us. Now you're looking at a 30 minute delay and so on. Then you start thinking, sheesh, you know, the 20 bucks in my pocket versus however much I'm, I need to be making at the meeting. Then it becomes real. So for me, it's, it's, it becomes real in those instances. That's when I really think about the thing, though, is that you actually sometimes don't get a chance to bribe these days. I noticed um, because uh, I take my I take my driver's license out of my wallet, and obviously my wallet has has <laughs> cash in it. The one time the guy just grabbed the grabbed the money. Now, at that moment, I'm conflicted, right? So it's. I can't be saying, bring back my money, <laughs> you know, bring back my money, give me a ticket. Yeah, took it straight he's out of your wallet. It. He yeah. took it, he just took it, and he said, there we go, there you got it. Uh, and so I just, you know, you just drive away. I've never quite had that. Um, 
I don't know what to say about this. I, I, see, I remember the South African police before 1994, early 80s. Uh, they'd stop you when they heard my accent, because they were mostly Afrikaans people. They would actually, I was dragged out of a car once and beaten in, uh, in that road that goes past Little Company of Mary in Pretoria. I remember that. Um, Queen Wilhelmina. Yeah, that's the one. Thank you. Blimey, Rory, that's brilliant. <laughs> and, and so I have that memory of South African policing. So now when someone stops me uh, and I say I'm British and I get my British stuff out, uh, give them a hundred rand. I don't know how it works in this country, lads. Uh, how are you doing? Here, have a hundred rand for a couple of drinks and I get away with it. I feel like I'm not bribing because I'm just being a nice British bloke. Nice, I'm along. You're giving the oh, hello, guys. You're British. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm not bribing, but I know I am. The other thing that I would mention in journalism in particular is when you go on travel stories and you go to this uh, resort for free. I had twins, so when I was a youngster, they used to send me to all these new places, new holiday resorts, yeah. to test them with my twins as the ultimate test of child facilities. And I, I would never criticise those places because I'd got a free holiday. So that, in effect, is mm. bribery, isn't it? I, mm. can't, I can't say I'm innocent of bribery because I would write nice things. I was very uncritical of places that had me for free. So I'm doing what FIFA do. I, 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 there is that level. But when you start to get to $10 million um, uh, and that kind of level of things, and and people threatening to kill you if you don't vote one way or the other, yeah, that gets a bit heavy. Then. So now, so now you're basically saying that justified depending on the price. No, it's never really justified bribing. Do you feel like your attitude would change? I mean, you spoke even in in the last little while. You've spoken about the different uh, plane trips you've taken with different people and so mm. on. And uh, I mean, that's a form of bribery, as you've just admitted and said. Do you would you change? Go, if you, if you had hindsight, if you'd, if you went back and someone was like, oh, come on, Neil, let's go, let's go to Tanzania, let's go watch some football there. Mm. Um, and very prominent Tanzanian, uh, you know, official. Would you, would you change your mind? Would you, would you do anything differently? No, this is the advantage we've got as journalists, or we should have as journalists, is take the bribe from Gaddafi, <clears throat> take the free flight to South Africa, watch England play cricket against South Africa in 19, 2008 it was. Um, and then when you get home, I'm in a position to say, well, this is what they did. This is what happened at Tripoli. This is what I saw. So even though you've taken the bribe, you can still be critical afterwards, uh, except in travel writing, like I said. Uh, so I don't... <laughs> Those uh, bloody travel writers. That's and right. I think that the travel, worst kind. travel writing is the most corrupt <laughs> form of journalism. I read it, especially in the South African papers, actually. People are going to these places in Europe, and they're feverishly expensive. And they write it as if we could all just, oh, we could go there <laughs> just tomorrow. Just pick up and go, Let's yeah. go to, you know, the La Manga in Spain and spend five million rand. Oh, bollocks, you can't do that. <laughs> Let's rather write about South African resorts. Yeah. So I've got to think about travel writing. Forget that. <laughs> the, the bribery thing, the bribery thing, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's no justification for bribery. Is there justification for what, what FIFA call uh, inducements? Um, like the Australian said yesterday, making uh, More making Jack Warner uh, Warner warm up to us, mm. then then we hit this kind of grey patch between the two, don't we? And and I I don't think Danny was in that grey patch. I think Danny knew what he was doing, and under enormous pressure, did what he did with and and pulled the strings. I mean, how did he get Mandela and Tutu to fly in two thousand and four to Trinidad? Yeah, mm. and and then Mandela's first wife died, so they couldn't go to the CFU conference in in um, Granada. But think of the power that Danny had at that point. The whole of South Africa wanted that World Cup. Yeah, and and, Tabo yeah. and Becky, wanted we were willing it. to yeah. overlook. I'm telling you, yeah. we were willing to overlook. But the interesting thing, sorry, Rory, like I want to swap it around for a second because I think that South Africans specifically uh, are very used to bribes and and paying bribes. What about taking bribes? What's your feeling on that? 
Yeah, but you know, it's uh, think about that metro cop who's who's sitting there, and and this is easy pickings, and 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 not only that. Um, so assume you're in the middle of, let's say, Lagos. You know the traffic in Lagos, or or in India. You know just how terrible traffic is in the middle in the middle there. So. <clears throat> now you you're the one that decides you're going to follow the the road the the road traffic uh the the traffic rules at that moment when it's a traffic jam there are cars hooting behind you there are cars in front of you there's no incentive for you to just be the first guy to say you know what I'm not going to take the bribe so I see it in that way why must I everybody's taking the bribe why so must why, I what must I be the first one to not take a bribe. To not take a bribe. So you're okay with that as well? Because I feel I'm like okay. people people are more okay with paying a bribe than taking a bribe. We'll forgive people who pay bribes because we're very comfortable with that. We've uh, paid some bribes in the past. But taking a bribe, we will hunt those people down Andrew, and we'll put them on a stake man, and burn them. Every man has his price. It's just a question of how, how high your price is. I believe that if you're given the right incentive, you might not do it for 50 bucks. But if you are given the right incentive, that trip with your twins overseas and so on, you'll, 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 you'll fold. Neil? No, no, I won't. I mean, Salford will fly me to these junior games for free. And I told everyone, they're paying for me. Mm. And then when the Salford story, uh, some Salford stories have broken since, I should really have been a bit gentler and I should have said, yeah, it's fine. But I can't. It's not in me. I can't gloss over crap. But is that integrity? <laughs> is that integrity, or is that just you? That that cold, that I'd love, cold journalist. I'd love to call it integrity, yeah, yeah. but it's. It, I, I hope that it's just that. I really like it when the truth comes. When I'm right and everyone else is wrong, <laughs> it, it feels good, and that's what I try to achieve. It, it's happening at the moment with Kaiser Chiefs. People are coming to terms with it. Uh, with the, with the bribery, we now admit that money went, and it probably wasn't spent in the right way. It's getting a story right <clears throat> is more important to me than being bribed or, or intimidated or. It, 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 with journalists, I think it, it should become, by the time you're my age anyway, it should become more important than anything else is that you stick to the story that you mm. know is true. Mm. There have been times when I've been wrong. Christ, I mean, that, that's the most embarrassing of all, when you, you, you absolutely support someone to the hilt and then find out, oh, blimey, he was. <laughs> he was he wasn't well, that was Danny, he was. wasn't it? That no, was Danny. not yet. <laughs> we were, we were <laughs> all supporters yet. of Danny, right? Not yet. I, ha- I haven't got to that point. Danny. No, what has Danny, no, what, what Danny. Danny no. given you? What has Danny no. given you? <laughs> Danny's given me nothing. We, we had lunch twice in Santon at around the time of his presidential election for SAFA. Uh, we saw each other a bit during the World Cup, and, and he phones me occasionally. The best call of all was after he'd appointed Sheikh Mashaba, and we talked at great length about does he need a technical director? Does he need to go to FIFA's um, Gerard Houllier for a couple of days? He never did any of that. That disappointed me, Danny, and, and you know that. We've talked about it. And we're now our, our football team's in a dreadful state at the moment because of Danny Udon, I think, because he took the cheapest option of Sheikh Mashaba instead of Carlos Quiros, who'd been promised the job. <laughs> so here we're in a situation where I'm, I'm, and you're right, I'm keeping faith in Danny Udon because I've seen the things he's achieved and the things he's done. What if I'm wrong? What if Danny isn't what I think he is? And that's the risk you take as a journalist. I don't know enough about Bobby Matang or Kaiser or I know Junior enough to say I think he's a great bloke. But I don't really, and Kaiser I admire for his football. And in between there's this Bobby character who I judge mostly on hearsay and, and stuff like that and, and the facts that I see. So, yeah, bribery doesn't come into it for me. I can promise you that in my, in my job, I've never taken a bribe in my as a, as a sports journalist. I've never taken a bribe. I've never written anything except what I think 
are the facts. And I would like to believe that that's true of all journalists. But it doesn't matter whether it's on your job or it's, it's in your personal life. There, there are no lines, are there? I mean, a bribe, a bribe is a bribe. If we're going to judge so harshly, then, then same standards should apply to us, no? Yeah, in your personal life. I mean, I have given money to a South African policeman when I'm rushing to a, an interview, just like you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've tried to do it in a way that I feel I feel comfortable <laughs> with. Right? Yeah, with yeah, I've yeah. become very British, and I go, oh, <laughs> officer, do I have a drink on me? Make sure it's non-alcoholic. And there was a cracking one. I was on my way to St. Lucia with the kids. It's getting dark, and I'm a bit... Cracking and, bribe and, stories. And, and this is great. And the, couple, and the couple's, couple, lovely-looking man and f- woman... Two coppers come running over, 134 I was going. And, uh, you're okay, much too fast, you'll have to come back to the station. I, no, I can't! I've got my kids in the car, it's getting dark, I'm in Africa, I can't! I'm, ooh, ooh. And they happily took, they took, but I'd only just come back then, mm. from England, so I wasn't really sure pounds. about that. I gave them 700 rand. Sheesh. And, and then afterwards, when I told the story to my friends, they said, no, that's much too much. You couldn't give them a hundred. I didn't <laughs> 13 know. bucks does it. Normally. So look, look how bad that is. How corrupt am but I? But you know, you know what my concern is? And, and this is, you know, perhaps the more serious side of things is that, is that how it's now, it's now pervasive. It's everywhere, right? So mm. I've got friends in the legal profession that tell me that if you want your, your, your matter in court to be moved up, you, you, you know, you pay a bribe. It's everywhere. So the, the problem is, I mean, there's two sides of, of the story. The first one is that it's happening everywhere. Let's just live with it as a cost of doing business. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've told Andrew before that um, at business school, for example, there's a course, co- uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's some courses, we won't mention names, um, where they actually tell you that, look, that's just the way things are. And you have to, we're not going to try and lie to you and tell you that uh, you have to do this, you have to do that. No, there's just the cost of doing business. Uh, on the continent, uh, in Asia, everywhere, is that these things have to happen. Now, uh, is it just a matter of the U.S. And, and, and the Western world is just more sophisticated at it and we're still carrying briefcases? Uh, so so there's, there's two sides, I think, to, to this thing. What do we do? It, everybody's doing it, so it means you're not going to get the job, you're not going to get the contract, but on, at the same time there's this principle. Is it still a principle if everybody's doing it? Uh, Rory, what was cracking? Before, before democracy in this country... When I lived here for what ten, fifteen years, um, I come from England, and, and my, I remember my parents were British, and they couldn't believe the level of corruption in the old civil service in Pretoria, Munitoria, the level of corruption regarding drivers' licences, and the level of corruption in government. There was a thing called the PK Larue Dam was built in this country, the Ellis Park Stadium with Louis Late. Um, oh yeah, he, the corruption in this country. So, so in a way, I, I was looking at some tweets yesterday saying, "Oh, we get electricity cuts now, you know, load shedding." Uh, and all. In the South Africa, I knew there were power cuts all the time before <laughs> eighty eight, mid eighties. There were water shortages, terrible water yeah. shortages, and huge corruption. The information department was a government department formed so we could pay sportsmen to come here, and we could pay. Dare I say it, Gary Player, Christian Barnard, the heart surgeon, to be nice about, they got paid to wow. say nice things about apartheid South Africa. Brian that Adams. That level of corruption. I mean, he was amazing, wasn't he? <laughs> Mate. And what, okay, so, so what I want to say to your average bloke that twitters me and says I'm, I'm picking on South Africa because of the FIFA thing. Number one, we do that because it's, it's about South Africa. I could talk about CONCACAF, CONMEBOL, all their corruption, which is in this document. Most of it is about that. Number two, this country, was more corrupt, in my view, before 
1994 than it ever has been since. Wow. And I love the new South Africa, that old South Africa. If you raise a question then on the Randelli Mail or any of those papers about corruption yeah, or, shut down or any of these things that we're allowed to talk about now and we come back to the freedom of the press, geez, you wouldn't get shut down, mate. You'd get picked up off the street and yeah. you'd have your collar lifted and they'd smack you on the back of your neck because mm. it doesn't bruise until you agreed that you probably wouldn't say it again. And it happened to me. And it, that's, that's the way it was in South Africa. I still believe that, you know, the question is, you know, who are we pointing fingers at? Are we pointing fingers at ourselves for, for bribing that cop with, uh, you know, drink money? Uh, or, or is it because the bribe is so big that we're so stressed about this? Because I think actually, personally, and I'm not the expert, but the reason we pay the bribe was because we were in a system of bribes, right? FIFA is a bribing system. That's the only way you're going to get a World Cup. Yeah. Um, Nigeria, a lot of people say that if you want to do business in Nigeria, you need to pay off the right people. Mm. It's a system. So now, that's, yeah. so, so that's why I'm asking, is it a crime? So, so, is, so let's define what a crime is. A crime is you have, you have acted outside of the norms and expectations of society, and as a result of that, we're going to punish you. But if the norms and, and, and the expectations of society are to bribe, then I and have not the acted. Problem? Then actually, the guy that's not bribing is actually the one that's that's a, that's a little, let's say. Foolish. So legalized bribes is what you're saying. <laughs> Why? I mean, it's, it's already there, right? You know, the most frightening the most frightening thing for me is a South African going to Germany, France, England, and getting caught speeding, and stopping, getting stopped by a British cop, right? With his funny hat on. Yeah. And he says, oh, hello, officer. Do you want 10 pounds for a drink? And then trying to drive off. Yeah. Mate, you'll end up in jail. Exactly. You'll be in jail the next day yeah. because you're trying to corrupt a police officer. So in South Africa, uh, India is another place, uh, parts of the United States. That, that You're right. The norms, there's a gray area that, that we've softened the norms and values around that particular criminal act. So it's much more difficult. But we can't, we can't, like, we can't uh, deny that the UK is involved in bribes. I mean, that 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 huge. I mean, the the travel scandal that hit the papers, uh, I think, a couple of years ago, where all those uh, British prime min- uh, ministers uh, were were bribing people and using uh, government money to to pay for personal holidays and Rupert so on. Murdoch. The, yeah, the report. I mean, surely, like they're just doing it better than we are. The MP scandal, the MP expenses scandal, was was fascinating. The Daily Telegraph broke it all. There was a, a conservative MP that charged the taxpayer to build a moat around his stately home. Of the course, fire you pool. do. Of course so, so the fire pool. pool. So the fire pool is not new. <laughs> if only, if only he'd been That's able to say, I, got it from, I huh? built a moat around my stately home in case there's a fire. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. They could have used that. And then show that video. Hey? So all I'm saying. To you is perhaps in, in you know my only other experience at long term is Britain. Perhaps they just do it behind a better facade, a better veneer. But don't tell me there's no bribery. Yeah. It's just that there's something. Don't try and bribe a cop, okay? In England, don't try and bribe a cop, please. <laughs> Neil's You'll be wise in words. I'm really worried about that. <laughs> Neil, just just a quick one. You've been you've been around the block a few times. Um, what are the logistics uh, that you've seen around, you know, bribery? You would probably, your experience would be more in, in sport, but what are some of the, the things you've used? We hear the document that you've got in front of you, uh, which is the indictment, the 160-page uh, FIFA indictment, has um, briefcases and so on mentioned. What are some of the interesting things? Because maybe what we need to learn is that you don't pay $10 million bribes in brown envelopes. Maybe there's just a, a better way we could have done this. Well, there's several contradictions, actually, um, um about the way uh, the bribes were paid. 
Um, uh, the brown envelope thing to me stopped in, in the 90s. A lot of British football managers uh, used to take brown envelopes on the highway service stations. What do you call them? Your, your little, you pull off and go to the cafe. That brown paper envelope stuff has gone, but there are mentions in here in the South African bit in those, those brief pages of briefcases full of cash being used. Paris hotels, I remember. Yeah, and the Paris hotel. But that was more to do with, uh, there was something about $10,000 um, being paid to, to allow con, uh, CONCACAF nations to pay friendlies against Bafana. Bafana didn't happen very much. There's then reference to a suitcase um, um, actually involved in the payment of the, of the big money as well. I don't think that that's really what we worry about as much anymore. I think that certainly was a thing in the 90s in football. I watched it. I saw it. Uh, players moving. And then a brown envelope would go to the manager that bought it. And a brown envelope would go to the guy that sold him. And the agent would get something. Mm. That level of corruption in football certainly exists. In cricket, I think it exists even now. But mostly it's wire payments. I, I got very involved in the match-fixing cricket stories in England where a young lad that was playing uh, for Surrey was given uh, 8,000 to allow 10 runs to come off his first over. Um, and, and that was very, very sad. That, that, that a very sophisticated um, Indian cricketer of, of about 40, a spin bowler, Canaria his name was, uh, actually gave this guy 8,000 and then he made the mistake of boasting to a bloke who was actually South African, boasting about how he was bribed. And he desperately tried to get 10 runs off his first over. He even bowled a wide and a no ball, but he only got nine off it. So the spread bet, the spread bet is where you, the more runs scored, the more money the, the gamblers get. Yeah. He only got to nine. So he only got half the money he was supposed to. Then he wow. complained to his mates because he'd made a great stop on the boundary. That bloke's now banned for life from cricket. He faces a jail sentence. The three young uh, Pakistanis, one young Pakistani bowler, um, it was jailed because he was supposed to bowl a no ball at the start of the 27th over. I was in the press box that day. It's sad. The, 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 the big thing about sporting corruption at the level that I'm talking now, not the $10 million level, is, is how it destroys careers. Mm. Uh, go back to Hansi Cronje. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, we, we're about to run out of time here on cliffcentral.com. Neil, thank you so much for, for joining us, telling us a little bit about FIFA and your own bribing with Gaddafi. That was fascinating. Uh, I wasn't expecting that to come out of the wash. Um, Raw, where does this leave us? Uh, do we just carry on? The system is uh, the system, so we just carry on bribing? I think uh, the thing that that worries me is that as a country, if we keep going the way we're doing, you know, that, that 20 bucks that you give to a Metro cop, um, you know, the guy that smashes into you drunk driving could have just given a Metro cop 20 bucks, mm. um, and people's lives are at stake. But then the question is how, when it's a culture, how do you, how do you reverse it? And that's what I'm just struggling with. When it's just so pervasive, what do we do? <sighs> Start, it starts with you, I guess. It does start with me, and I've already made my uh, comments very, very real. <laughs> I will be pay. paying for the bribe of the World Cup again and again and again, because to be honest, we were victorious. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic and totally worth it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> orgy of fun and I mean there are a lot of kids that were orgy born of fun. what were, were you doing in 2010 no no no, 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 no. Oh but there are a lot of kids I'm sure there are a lot of kids that were born in 2010 baby oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely exactly. absolutely right rookies and rock stars is up next have yourself a lovely lovely Wednesday thank you so much to Neil Cole find him at Neil Cole you can check out the podcast at www.cliffcentral.com have yourself a lovely day cheers everybody change the world Thanks. I can see the colors of a rainbow I can feel the sun on my face. Cliffcentral.com